Hello and welcome back to the pre-season uh, NTT podcast for League 31 and DTL. I'm your host with the most and the pot roast coach, Jimmy Neutron of the Rochester Boy Geniuses. It's been a couple, or it's been a while since I've talked to you guys, so I'm excited to be back. I am here with a very, very special guest. I was very excited to talk to this man. Um, some know him as Taylor, some know him as Coach Tao 2006. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing well, Coach Jimmy. How you doing today? Doing well, doing well. Yeah, I've not been feeling particularly well. Oh, man. Sorry to everyone who can hear my dog. Um, but I'm doing all right right now. I'm feeling a little bit better, especially after uh, a good uh, signing day for me. But uh, so it, for those of you who don't know, uh, Coach Tao Taylor is the coach of the Flagstaff, with Flagstaff Whippersnappers, uh, our most recent um, champion in League 31. Coach, how are you doing after your championship? I'm doing well, man. It's, uh, you know, I, I've posted on the message boards. It's the first uh, NTT title I've won on in any league, and I've been playing this game. That's awesome. Since back, I mean, probably four or five years, like real, real-time life. So, uh, been, been a while. So it's, it's, uh, I've gotten close. I've made a couple of finals. So, I finally pushed through, and, and for it to be in this league, kind of to sneak up on me and, and you know, don't really expect it coming. And mm, yep. it was great. It was awesome. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's how mine came. Uh, so just warning, welcome to a, uh, a lifetime of disappointment from here on out. <laughs> yep, I feel like, oh yeah, every season, I mean, I've won championships since uh, my first championship and I'm like still not happy. You know what I mean? I don't know. There's a, there's something to like uh, our disappointment all in, I think in everything in life outweighs our uh, excitement about things. You yep. know what I mean? hundred percent. It's always waiting for the next recruiting class that can get it. It is. Yep. Yeah. I won the, uh, championship in test league uh last season and i was more excited about signing day than i was about the, <laughs> the championship I, I game really feel the same way yeah yeah it's so it's so weird how sort of our human nature works like that but mm-hmm. we're, not, we're this is not a flaw or a yeah, <laughs> philosophy podcast so we'll keep it moving for the people um so any did you do anything to celebrate your uh your championship uh I had a nice uh poor bourbon last night but that's about there it. you go yeah there you go that's the way to do it yeah. All right, cool. Well, uh, Taylor, we're going to go ahead and jump into the Peters group group. So the Peters group is made of, uh, we got the one seed Clearwater. We got Miami Springfield and Reno. So let's go ahead and start with Clearwater. I'll give a little bit of background. Uh, I'm just going to ask you how loud is my dog in the background? Oh, Very. No, it's fine. Okay. Okay. I don't want to disrupt the people, but it is what it is. Um, so let's go ahead and start with the one seed Clearwater. So the Clearwater sit rockers, of course, coached by coach JD, a friend of the podcast, um, the Clearwater Sitruckers graduated the 2860 class, um, so a good, well-rounded class, and then landed the 7127 class, which I believe is a little bit more top-heavy. I think he broke a 2-2 on Corey Phillips, if I remember right from the, the boards. Yep, and so he finished the season as the 11th-ranked team. They ended up finishing 6th in the NTT, um, and then he comes into the season ranked 16th. So what do you see here, Coach, with uh, the Clearwater Sitruckers? Uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be a little – They've got to replace Cody Peters. You know, he mm-hmm. would do it all shooting guard that, that you know, really was a, a problem for most teams. And, and, you know, I wanted to talk about this group specifically because I had, you know, I played Clearwater in the NTT last year on the way to the finals. And, and that's right. probably the the most talented team that I think I faced. And, you know, those guys give you problems. Um, Jake Adams is, is going to be primed for a huge senior season, I think. He's going to have a mm-hmm. bunch of shots. I mean, w- whatever he wants to take, he's going to be able to get it. So, um, but I, I'm really intrigued to see 
what Coach JD does with Corey Phillips because I think he's going to probably be the most likely option to fill in and fill those missing points. So I don't know if he would be a a plug and play for it's you know it's small a power forward for Brady Williams leaving and kind of keep everything else as it is and just kind of shift the the point spread from shooting guard to to power forward or if he's got somebody on the bench. Um, you know, I think he's got a Jonathan Minervini or however you say it. He looks like might he might be a guy that can fill it up. So I think he's got some mm-hmm. options. Just kind of just depends on what kind of route he wants to go. Plenty, yeah, yeah. Plenty of talent though. Oh, tons of talent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, JD's a really, really good recruiter. Just joined T League like four seasons ago and already made the uh, Elite Eight. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's got his stuff figured out. Uh, I think I remember from him him from the uh, message board. You got he can correct me, um, and he will. Uh, but I'm pretty sure he's gonna slot Corey Phillips into the small forward at least start that yep. start that. Yep. I don't know if he's gonna try to Adam Parker at the power forward slot. So Adam Parker, I mean, you know, only played 11 minutes a game last year. But you look at his high school numbers; he's clearly not a scorer, but he's sort of one of those pass and defend big men. Yeah. Um, that can also grab a lot of a decent amount of offensive rebounds. So, and that that's sort of the role that Brady Williams played last year, anyways. Yep. And so. I wonder if he's going to roll that sort of. We were just talking before we started the podcast about the Twin Towers approach. Yeah, yeah. and so that makes, they're not like. I mean, uh, yeah, I didn't even look. Uh, yeah, Parker's numbers were great from high school side. I can totally see that happening. Right, right. Um, but I, I also think you ha- you've probably got something in Minerva, Minervini. I don't know, uh, minivan <laughs> over here, um, soccer mom. That's what they call him, right? Jo- Jonathan Soccer Mom <laughs> Minervini. Yeah. Um, so. He he was a pretty efficient scorer in high school as well, um, could fill it up. And so I think if they are having some issues with points, maybe he slides up to the shooting guard position, like you said. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that Clearwater is primed to do pretty well. Again, we'll talk about um, sort of predictions in the end, but uh, these other teams did not necessarily land the, the recruiting classes that they expected. Yeah. And so Clearwater kind of feels like an league of their own here. I, I agree. Yeah, looking at the – you know, the kind of the pre-class rankings and, and looking at all four classes that are on each of these teams, you know, they're Clearwater's at 17, Miami's at 84, Springfield's at 40, and Reno's at 145. So I think they are kind of, you know, they're the only team in the top 25 there by the, by the magazines. So I think right. talent advantage definitely goes to them and, and kind of what it looks like to me. Totally, yeah. And we, we, it's a, it is a region with a lot of really good coaches. Yep. So we don't want to. No, no, um, not at all. Yeah you know, disparage, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they'll figure it out. But, you know, JD's just as good a coach and he has his talent. So yep. uh, let's go ahead and move on to the second team. Uh, speaking of good coaches. So we have the Miami Astro Plains coached by coach Starchild. Yep. Um, I, I think he's star adult at this point. <laughs> um, so he did, though, graduate the 2738 class and then brought in the 204 206 class. So I'm sure he's bummed over there. Yeah. Uh, and then they finished the season 21st uh, and then come to the season 100 ranked 110th. And so what do you see here with uh, Miami, Coach? You know, we, we played them a couple of seasons ago when they had the the, cl- the team that finished third in the nation season eight, mm-hmm. made it to the final four. I, I thought they were probably one of the top, you know, they were my going into the NTT that year. Yep. The title. Same. Yep. yep. Um, so, you know, it's it, I hate to see that he kind of got as unlucky as he did with the numbers there in, the, in his current recruiting class that he brought in with freshmen. But, I mean, there's still a really good senior class there. There's a really good junior class, or I guess it's a senior class. And, you know, I I don't see – I mean, there's plenty of talent there with those guys. Mm-hmm. I think they can move the needle. So, I, I, I see, you know, you got Brian Brewer at power forward. Um, 
and you've got Benjamin Lucas who scored almost 30 points a game last year at Point North. Like you're going to have mm-hmm. points. It's just can you piece everything around to 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 cobble you know enough parts around those guys because those guys are elite talents. Yep, yep, I would agree. I think you know sort of what his issue was last year, and I think what it'll continue to be is top end height. Yep. Um, so Brian Brewer clearly can score from the post 60% true shooting. That's, that's ridiculous. Yep. Yeah, especially for a guy who doesn't shoot threes, you know what I mean? Cause threes factor in more heavily oh, yeah. to your true shooting percentage. Um, so, but I don't know, you know, they lose Joshua Brooks. I don't know if, uh, the freshman Jeremy Bell seems to be he, the best. He looks like the best option. Yeah. I was just right. school stats. I mean, they're not bad. I just worry that, you know, how big, you know, as a freshman, if he can hold up in the post, it is a right. center spot. Right, right. And, I mean, he is not that bad to where I would expect Miami to have gotten the 204 no, class. I was thinking I guess, just now. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess Wolfgang Amadeus Bilbo – or Gilbo, sorry <laughs> – uh, is uh, is got to be really bad along with uh, – although both of them had five assists per game and uh, two turnovers. I don't know. It's just – maybe it's a, a class that's a little bit better of a glue class than we realize. And, yeah. And Lucas and Brewer can sort of carry the – the day but yeah i guess we'll yeah see. and you know those guys if you can you know if somebody if uh if if wolfgang is is playable defensively you know right. he's gonna help you feed and, and get good looks with his passing for brewer and um benjamin lucas so yep yep i, I would there's agree. plenty of parts to kind of make that work i think Right. Yeah, I, th- I think so, too. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to uh, Springfield, the three seeds. So the Springfield geese are coached by Coach Kid Akron, also maybe adult Akron at this point. Um, he is uh, – they uh, graduated the 152-182 class and brought in the 138-139 class, so uh, raised a little bit in talent there. And then they finished last year as the 52nd team and then came in as the 50th-ranked team. So I think that this is a team that's been – a little bit on the rise with their their uh, junior yep. five twelve class, yep. um, but what do you see here in Springfield? You know, I, I think that, um, like you said, that that class. You know, you got Alfonso Avery, Kevin Hawkins. Uh, those guys are, are really good players. Then there's mm-hmm. a reason that that was a consensus kind of top ten class. So the right. talents there with those guys looks like you got a pretty good running mate with Kelton Isminger, um, mm-hmm. and he's going into a senior year. So you know, it really mm-hmm. comes down to uh, just can you can you hold up down low? I think it's the same right. thing we were just talking about with with uh, Miami. So I think mm-hmm. you're going to have the points there. Uh, it's just kind of you know I don't know if any of those freshmen that freshman class isn't bad by any means. Uh, you, I think you really hope that that Tyler Dermis can it's. Mm-hmm. You know, he's averaging he averaged 12, 12 boards a game in high school. And I, I look at, you know, Steele's blocks combined. You know, he's at 4.4 there. Mm-hmm. Really good numbers. So, right. who, cares, who cares if he scores with, with your one through three guys? I mean, they're going to fill it up. So, right. I, I think that, that you know, if, if he can really hold it down, I think that's a, just having that true size at 6'11". You know, they didn't have anybody last year um, really starting. It was over 6'8". So, that's going to give them a different dimension that I think you, you've seen and can kind of make them the dark horse in this group. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I think that Dermis, uh, like, fits in well to the center spot. They they graduated a six eight guy that probably was a little, a little too short even yeah. for that center spot. Not in thirty one, but you yeah. know what I mean. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think Springfield's a really good team. They're in a really good conference, um, and at least was over. They were over five hundred in the conference last year. 
I think that this is definitely, like you said, a dark horse, even potentially one of those at-large uh, teams um, in the tournament if they sort of just drop their game to, to Clearwater. Yep. So, all right, let's move on to the four seed here for uh, this group. So we have the Reno Rollers coached by Coach JT's out of Conference 27. Uh, they graduated the 26-25 class, and, and similar to Miami, we're probably disappointed today, brought in the 194-178 class. Yep. And then they, they finished last year as the 106th ranked team and come to the season as a 134th ranked team. So coach, what do you see here with Reno? You know, you know, it, it, it just, it really hurts when you lose two guys that have been stalwarts for you. Yeah. They had Warren Nolan, Steven Stewart, you know, those guys were combined 35 mm-hmm. points a game. Uh, and really, you know, Stewart was almost averaging a, do- a double, double at the power forward spot. So he's going to be really hard to replace. I don't mm-hmm. know if the recruiting class they brought in has, you know, has the horses to match up with what they lost. And that, that would be my, my worry there. Yeah. I mean, I, I would completely agree. You're losing what 34 of your 81 points per game. Um, it, and then they brought in guys that can score. I mean, Joseph, mm-hmm. is pretty decent, but he, but he yeah, sits one. You know what yeah, I mean? the, you're, you're replacing them with smaller guards. It's just it's exactly. Equal. Yeah. Right. Right. And so I do think probably, uh, Le Bombard um, moves down yep. to the small forward position. Just, I mean, he can pass and small forwards touch the ball yep. quite a bit because they're the ones who take the ball out. Um, and so often the offense runs through them. And so I wonder if he even helps teammates be a little bit more efficient. Yep. And then with his size to a small forward, like we were talking about, I think the, that brings a, just the size there as shooting guard or small forward. If you can have somebody at six, seven, that, that's going to be a little larger than and taller than most of the teams, you know, small forwards you're going against. So I think it gives you a little bump in defense there too. Yep. Yep. And then I, so I, I think then potentially you'll slots into the shooting guard yep. position. Six running two six, one guys is always it dicey, is. but you got to do what yep, you got to do. do. You know it, what I mean? For sure. Yep. And then I don't know what they do at power forward. Um, I guess maybe David Ryan could start. He had at least uh, somewhat fine numbers in uh, a supporting role. Um, yeah. I don't but know. You got, might... I don't know. Sterling Graham played some center in high school at six. I don't know if hmm. he's got good rebounding. You know, maybe that's an option. A small ball kind of power forward that you can kind of space the floor a little bit. But I, I don't know. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and regardless of what they do, I think their bench is going to be pretty small. So you get into any sort of foul yes. trouble there, and and you're going to have problems. And so I think he's going to be able to again to piece again uh, together sort of an above average team. I agree. But you're you're playing the clear waters and Miami's of the world, and and Rena, or Springfield coming in this year too. I think it's going to be tough. Yeah, for so. sure. Uh, let's go ahead and, and talk about predictions. So what do you foresee happening in this group, Coach? Uh, just looking at it, I, it's hard to to pick against Clearwater winning. Um, mm-hmm. But I, you know, they. I, if anybody's going to do it, I think it would be Springfield. I think that if if their mm-hmm. pieces come together and, and that added size down low uh, clicks early, I, I think that there's a chance there. But I, I think it's hard to, to pick against Clearwater. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would agree. I think Clearwater even has so they in their out of conference games they play Riverside, Blacksburg, and Bloomington, and Bloomington is pretty disappointing uh, after a pretty good decent season last year um they come in ranked 115th and so i think that they're better mm-hmm. than that but he, he it's at least decent uh competition but not hard enough to where i think he's going to drop any of those uh and then miami plays scottsdale and santa fe in the regular season two really good yep. teams uh springfield plays erie who i think is um like really underrated yeah, with their senior they're class good. they're gonna yeah yeah uh and then 
Reno has not too tough a schedule, but again, I'm not sure if the, the talent's there. And so I think Clearwater runs the table. I think they go 6-0 and here. I, I do think I'm going to put Springfield as an at-large. Yeah, here, I, I, I agree. That they I, I think that the talent's there. I think that they'll give Miami a game too, if, especially if Miami hadn't figured out how to replace the scoring yet when they meet up in that last game. Right, right. I would totally agree. Great. Well, we will uh, rejoin you uh, to talk about the Savage Group next. So stay tuned. All right, and welcome back. We are here still with Coach Tal Taylor to talk about the Savage Group. We have another special guest joining us. Uh, you may know him. Uh, he is often in your ears. It is Coach V. Kyle, how you doing? Welcome. It's okay. good to be here. <laughs> good, good. I'm, I'm glad you're here, too. Um, we haven't talked in a while, you know. We don't text every day about stuff. Never. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this, uh, this Savage group is made up of Lansing, uh, our very own Taylor's Flagstaff, Duluth, and Plainview. And out the gate, guys, uh, I'm just going to say this is a group of death, like, easily. So it's, um, it's an aptly named group. It's going to be. It's gonna be <laughs> very savage. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. this is. This is rough. So let's go ahead and jump into it, and you guys will see what we're talking about. So uh, our one seed here is Lansing. Um, and so we did, just so you guys know, the seeding is by uh, how your um, your uh, ranking power rankings ended up. And so Lansing just edged out uh, you guys last year. And so if that's right. Yeah. Um, uh, it's after the 15th. Uh, oh, after the 15th game. No, that's right. 12th so, game? No, 15th. You're right. Yeah. 15th. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We, we know our stuff. Um, and so after that, Lansing sort of took some hard hits. And then, I mean, we know the story with Flagstaff. And so Lansing graduated the 21-29 class and brought in a ridiculous 1-6 class. Yeah. Uh, like we said, they finished last year as the 47th ranked team and come into the season ranked ninth. Uh, so, Kyle, do you want to talk any about the, the class they brought in since you sort of have a insight into it? Yeah. I mean, they brought in – they actually had three clear leads. Um, well, one of them was a tie that the other coach forgot to um, recruit. But, yeah, athletic, big wings that can kind of play anywhere. So it's kind of exciting to see. I'm um, excited to see what happens. And some of you guys might be wondering, like, why does my, why does my class suck? Or, like, why can't, <laughs> why, why, why can't I figure it out? Or why – I mean, look at Lansing. Last year they had the 90-99 class. This year they joined the PNTT and they got the one six class. I think there's a little bit of a correlation there. There you go. Um, right. Potentially even causation, right? Yeah. 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 So I mean, good for them. You know, <laughs> their recruiting rankings start to turn around when they join the PNTT. So it's wild. Um, I'm uh yeah, I'm glad they they made that decision. And I'm sure they're glad too. Yep. Yeah, and it has has nothing to do with Lansing being a like a top ten program of all time, you know. So <laughs> I don't think I, so. I don't. I don't think so either. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know if their coach is active, but he's in PNTT. So here we are. <laughs> what do you got on the team, Taylor? I, you know, it's I, it's hard to find many many issues with it at all, especially when mm-hmm. you had that that one six class in. I mean, they they lose you know two starters, uh, point guard. Uh, Jacob Savage and, and Corey Knox at power forward. I, I don't think Knox will be any problem at all to replace. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like Alejandro Wheeler played a little bit of point guard some last season. So I think that's mm-hmm. probably a pretty easy switch anyways. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think they're really good. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I would agree. I mean, they add efficient scores all above 53% true shooting, um, all six, seven or six, eight, um, can sort of do a little bit of passing can clearly play defense, uh, can rebound. I mean, this, this is a really, really good class. I think at least two of them probably start at the maybe four, three and four position or two and four position. Um, Four from start. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that would that would be nuts if four of the his freshmen started. You, you, you don't see it coming, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like he's like, you guys think you know what's coming? Here comes four freshmen. Um who who so does tough. uh who does Coach Wayland think is is kind of the top the top recruit there? Oh Joseph Gross for sure. Um Gross Gross is just a I mean, he's about as good as he gets. I mean, almost perfect ratings for a scorer. Oh wow. Uh, can pass to rebound. I mean, this guy could play two through. I mean, he might be able to play one, two. He might be able to play one through four. Um, I mean, yeah, I think Lay's their defender, who's a decent shooter as well. And, um, yeah, Warren's just a great all-around player. Um, yeah. Athletic, can shoot, pass, and defend. So Yeah, that's great. I cannot believe that they were all clear leads. I know that's one was great. a tie, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let's go ahead and jump to uh, the next team. It's a team I don't know if we'll know much about. So it's the uh, Flagstaff Whippersnappers, <laughs> our uh, defending champs, and, and of course Taylor's team here. Yeah. Uh, and so Flagstaff, you know this, but you graduated the ninety-nine <laughs> fifty-four class, added the ninety-one one hundred six, mm-hmm. and then you finished the year ranked ninth uh, and start the year th- as thirty-third. And so Taylor, I'll give you the first crack at this. How do you feel about your uh, new guys replacing that three and four spot? Um, yeah. What do you, what do you foresee with this team? Yeah. So, you know, I, I, with this class, I kind of, I, I was able to get Lorenz green as a clear lead. So it's always nice to kind of have somebody who can probably start at the center position. Mm-hmm. I'd I kind of try and build my teams uh, with defense. I got to have defense at the five. That's kind of where it all starts for me. So if I, mm-hmm. I think can defend the five, like I'm just not happy. So now I've got two of those guys that, that are over six ten with Alexander and green, I think green probably brings a little more scoring, but he's, he's a none rebounder. So I'm a little hesitant to start him at the four of the five. Mm-hmm. So um, he's going to start at the five, at the backup center position, uh, allow me to move Devin Bertrand. He was, he's kind of a Jack of all trades does everything really well, except for score. So I'm going to probably start him at the power forward um, to kind of counterbalance the loss of my two seniors last year at the three and the four, you know, Rudd and Brown just made a lot of plays for us. Uh, Tristan Rudd was a really like our best playmaker at small forward. So I'm, I'm going to lose a little scoring um, with Bertrand replacing Brown at power forward, but he's going to hopefully give me some better passing. So I'm hoping that kind of evens out. Yeah. I mean, you clearly have sort of a formula. I mean, I think that correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it seems like you guys just beat people because you have more possessions per game honestly i mean you look at you you guys had sorry uh one and a half more rebounds per game last year uh than the teams you played you're getting 13 boards or offensive rebounds mm-hmm. per game and then uh four and a half or 4.8 turnovers fewer per game so yeah. you guys are only turning the ball over 8.9 times so that leads to six shots more per game yep. and one and a half free throws more per mm-hmm. game and so it's just like the more opportunities you have uh and you're more efficient of course, you're going to win games by 16 points a game. Yep, that's the formula. We'll see if it can continue. I'm, I'm a little, uh, you know, I, I think as we've talked about um, 
when we were talking about the Peters group, I, I'm mm-hmm. going to lose a little bit of size at the small forward position, which I don't love. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think the the additional size you can bring there just with the the rebounding defense, it really helps. Mm-hmm. We're start, we're going to start with Alexander uh, Beeman there, and uh, he's he's more of a scorer. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see if that kind of you know I, I usually try and live by kind of the rule of three with a lot of these things and, and always try and have three scores on the floor at one time, three guys that can pass the ball, three guys that can, can rebound, defend, et cetera. So I'm going to stick with that. Don't know if uh, – I, I don't think that there will be a, a scoring drop-off, but I just – I'm a little worried about the intangibles that those last that those two seniors that we lost kind of brought to the team. Sure. Well, I'm sure what do you – um, Yeah. You got, a, you got a solid team, um, you know, and – now the only question is, like, can you make the PNTT playoffs? I mean, it's nice to win the NTT. It's it's, 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 a, it's way harder than the regular NTT. Yeah. Um, it's it's nice to win the NTT and all. Like, that's cool. But I, I got to go for the real prize now. Yeah. You don't – it's yeah. not like you get a trophy for winning that. <laughs> Let let me let me ask you guys some questions, Kyle, or you you particular, Kyle, because I, I just want to say we've gotten some hate mail. You know, my email box is flooded. Um, my my home address is getting you know uh, packages that seem sus um, because we keep talking about the PNTT being better than the NTT, uh, and and we've really got the people going. <laughs> um, but let me ask you this, Kyle: How many people are in the PNTT? Uh, there, there, there's forty four teams. Okay, how many are in the uh, NTT? 64. Okay, seems more selective. How many playoff <laughs> teams are there? Yeah, there there's in... uh 14. Oh, there's four there's 14 out of 44. Uh seems I I'm, I'm not a mathematician and I'm not going to do the math on the spot, but it seems like that's potentially uh fewer NTT spots than than what we have, right? Yeah. I almost did the whole there's fewer people. Yeah, and last uh, year three pers- three PNTT teams made the um made the NTT final four. And only one of those teams made the final four, the playoffs of the PNTT. So uh you Right, right. Yeah, we don't have to do it for you and I won't. So it it because it seems team, pretty straightforward. That team actually lost in the first round of the PNTT um playoffs. So th- yeah. just how it works, you know. Right, right. Yeah, we don't we don't make the rules, we just enforce them, right? There you go. Um yeah. All right, now that our case is made, let's go ahead and move on to the three seed here. Um <laughs> uh, and we'll give you more time to talk about your team when we're talking predictions, coach. Um so we have the Duluth Bulldogs, um, coached by Coach Porter out in co- uh, conference twenty. So Duluth has gotta be happy today. Yeah. Graduated the one ninety seven, one sixty five class, brought in the thirty eighteen class, which is great. Uh, and they moved from finishing last year as a 62nd ranked team to being 27th ranked uh, to start this year. And so either of you guys, what do you see here in uh, Duluth? Well, yeah, they lost their um, power forward, but, you know, they bring in some really good players, uh, especially Sean Smith. Sean Smith mm-hmm. just looks like a stud all around, no real holes in his game and just such an efficient score, 59.8 point uh, percent true shooting percentage. Um and even almost getting 10 rebounds as a 6-7 center is just impressive. Um, they might be a little undersized, but they have enough talent. I mean, he seems like he's the guy that fits in at the power forward position. Unless they want to put uh, Paolo Bulls at power forward and then um, slide down, slide Gaboni out of the starting lineup, which that could work too. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I had seen seen that mentioned on the on the message boards that that was kind of what he was thinking, at least to start Smith at small forward. Hmm. So, uh, you know, that guy's just – I think he's tailor-made to be a small forward. So, it's just a, a great fit there. So, between him and, and the scoring that they bring back uh, with Karan Davis, I mean, they, they're they really dangerous. They've got everything you, you, you need with the size that Miller brings to the center position. Uh, this recruiting class gives them depth. Uh, as long as well as a, at least one starter, probably. So, I mean, it's it's a really good team. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm looking at this team, and I'm just like, they're starting five, I think, is going to be just as good, if not better, than anyone else's. Yep. So they had Justin Miller, who I think was the number two recruit of his class, maybe number one, honestly. Um, really highly recruited guy, mm-hmm. man in the center. Uh, I think you move Powell Bowles, like you said, to the power forward, run the, the two um, twin towers there. And then throw Sean Smith at the small forward. And I think Antonio McAdams probably takes over the point guard position. I mean, he scored 18.7 points per game and had 6.5 assists. Uh, his defense is sort of uh, left wanting. So maybe they run like he runs like a more, less more with uh, Jacob Stahl. Not sure. But, and then, I mean, Karen Davis may ask for the manager, but is also carrying the team <laughs> in points. You know? And so I, I think that this is a, a really, really solid team in a really, really solid bracket. Yeah, and I think a lot of it's going to come down to scheduling. Um, uh, they actually have pretty much the same um, six games as uh, Lansing, except Lansing plays Blacksburg and Duluth plays Montpelier. Um, hmm. So and Montpelier got a lot better, so that's like a – I mean, that's that's a tougher matchup than they thought going into it. They um, in Lindley yeah. um, and Deshaun, which – I mean, those guys, they, they got a solid – He also Uncle Mel is really building up his team. Yep, yep, I would yep. agree. Um, and we're going we're gonna to hear from him, also Uncle Mel, uh, later tonight, so I'm excited. But what were you going to say? Coach? I was just going to say, just like you were talking about – you guys were talking about with the schedule, I, with a group with a, a group that's going to be as tightly matched as, as these four teams are, it really might come down to, you know, who might drop a, a game that you don't expect at, you know, with the, the out-of-group ma- matches. So I think that's really important to look at the schedule, like you were saying. Yep. Yep. I totally I, agree. Uh, but, and oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I actually really like the next team's schedule um, overall. Yes. But, yep. you know, we'll, we'll talk about Plainsview in a little bit. Plainview. Right. Well, that, that actually is a good transition because that's what I was going to do. Be- and I was going to make the exact same <laughs> point. That I was going to say, speaking of easier schedules. We're uh, still like, okay. To- <laughs> yeah, we, we, are, were, we are. We were discussing yeah. it earlier this week. We were, we were in a – shocker we text um when we're not on the podcast <laughs> we talk more than just when we're on the podcast but we were <laughs> basketball came up and we started quoting it. <laughs> yeah it's like i don't know how many of you watched basketball as a kid or as an adult uh some of you are old old as um but i think it's it's just funny that how many people in the world watch basketball and then how many people can still quote it um and then kyle and i are texting and accidentally find this out so uh, yeah, it's weird. We're weird, weird people. Um, okay, speaking of weird, let's go ahead and move on to Plainview. So we have the Plainview Butt Sniffers, mm-hmm. coached by, of course, Coach Butt Sniffer. Yeah. Um, they are a PNTT staple. So Plainview graduated the 62-33 class and brought in the 47-33 class. So very, very similar. They did. So they started the year last year, I believe, ranked fourth mm-hmm. overall uh, in the nation and finished 92nd. Um, including uh, a pretty bad NTT finish, which we can talk about. Uh, but then they, so then they come into the year ranked eighth. So somewhat similar. 
um, seems to be a very similar situation this year. Do you guys think that they have a sort of similar fate as last year where they go two and four in the uh, PNTT? I mean, these guys seem like they're perennial underachievers, um, or at least it's seemed that way for a while. Um, you, you, you just hope for more from them. Uh, they've made one Final Four. For, for the talent they've brought in over the years, I would expect more out of them. But, you know, this is, this is where they're at. Um, they're replacing uh, two seniors. They're two big men, um, Michael Davis and mm-hmm. Nathan Sheen. And they brought in some hype, but not, but not power forward center type height. They're going to be a little mm-hmm. small. Um, I mean, you know, you got Gabriel, Gabriel Loveless. He's all out. He's all out of love. He's so lost without you. Um, <laughs> and then you got Martin Oliver, who, I mean, he's a really good shooter. So hopefully he can, um, I mean, they're going to, they're going to have to rely on someone. I mean, it's going to be a different way to get to victories for them, but um, I'm excited to see what they can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, looking at their schedule and and just looking at the talent they have, the 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 thing that I wrote down earlier was was just you know the the lack of the height that they brought in. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Coach was saying, you know, the the true center prospect is not there to kind of man the middle. So uh, you know, mm-hmm. do you have to go smaller and spread everybody out and try and out shoot people? I think that's probably the most likely path to kind of success and and getting kind of more out of the team than it seems that they have in the past, you know, with the the failures that they've had based off expectations. But, you know, looking back at, at last year, the three-point percentage, you know, they they were only shooting 30% from three. So I, I don't know if the, the shooting talent is there to to go small and, mm-hmm. and kind of spread people out and, and shoot it. So I, it'll be interesting kind of how they put that together. I would think you know, you got a bunch of six, seven, six, eight guys, but you're, you know, so I, I would personally go big three, four, five, you know, even if they're all at the same height, at least you got an advantage, maybe the, the three position and a quickness advantage at the four, but you're definitely going to be outmanned at the five. So I, that's, mm-hmm. that's what concerns you. And then you don't have at least what looks to me like a elite talent. That's just going to mm-hmm. lead you to victory, score 30 points a game. Can I give you mm-hmm. a crazy stat? Yeah. Yeah. This Please. team went eleven and two in conference last year, and they went twelve right. and twelve overall. So they went one in ten outside yeah. of conference. Yep. Play. Wow. Yep. And that was so. I I looked at that earlier too. Uh, that was three losses to start the year in the PNTT last year, and then they went one and six, or sorry, one and five in the NTT. Uh, and their one win was a one point win in <laughs> overtime um, against a team that was also sort of like in the fifties to sixties yeah. range. Um, at the time. And so, and you look at their strength of schedule and I think it's sort of like carried by the PNTT and NTT cause they're in a pretty bad mm-hmm. conference. Um, and so, uh, yeah, just a couple things on this point. I mean, so we're saying this, I don't know if butt sniffers listening or not love your name. Um, but I don't know if that's your given name or what, yeah. but, uh, um, he's a real brown noser. What? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he definitely dealt it. Um, so I think that, I mean, we're, we're saying this, but that like, we're sounds like we're criticizing him. I mean, he's clearly a really, really good recruiter and a good coach. I mean, he, he has Mm -hmm. made some noise uh, in the NTT in the past. Um, So very, very good coach. Like, don't get me wrong. I I think what's missing from this team, and this is what Taylor just said, I think it's top end talent. I mean, I think he has figured out how to get high recruiting 
rankings without necessarily putting together a team that's going to blow you away, if that makes sense. And so it's like, I think he's clearly getting clear leads on very, very good glue guys pretty consistently. But if you don't have that top-end talent, um, that is going to sort of like carry the day uh, offensively for you, then I think you're just always going to struggle when you get to the NTT. And so, I mean, he had a 50% team uh, true shooting percentage, and almost everyone was between like 49 and 51% on his team who actually shot. He did bring in so, 59 points a game from guys that are right. six, seven and above. So yeah. we'll see if that can right. help. Yeah. But this class feels to me, honestly, like uh, this is like the building block for a better team in the future. Like he still needs top in talent. Like if I'm him, I'm still recruiting six, nine and above okay. next year um, because you're just like full mm-hmm. of wings. Right. Um, and so I, I think you guys have said it, he has an easier schedule, but I just don't think the team's ready still uh, to compete with sort of the top end talent that of teams that also have bigs. Yeah. So, well, let's go. That, that leads pretty well into <laughs> predictions. Uh, and so what do you guys foresee going on in this group? Taylor, let's start with you. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be uh, uh, just brawl to get out of this the winter. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I, I don't know. Uh, there's not a lot of separate, not a lot that separates <laughs> the, the three, the, or excuse me, the four teams total. Um, I, I'm leaning towards Lansing because of how well-rounded they are. And, you know, that's kind of the, the MO that I've tried to go with, but they're just, they're just more talented than we are at it. Um, right. And, and, you know, I think that the, I, I, I think it probably, I think I probably finished third or fourth in this group, just to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Duluth, Duluth probably finishes second, Lansing first and Plainview and me duking it out for third and fourth. Uh, that's kind of how I see it. It just kind of depends on, you know, you've got, you know, Plainview's got the talent, but you got to have some guys step up. Like if you look at the stats last year, Brian Larson, guy scored 30 points a game in high school and he shot 42% mm-hmm. from the field um, and 30, less than 30% from three. Like he's got to be better. So if he has a big senior season, mm-hmm. like he, that, and you let him loose and he's on fire, like that guy could lead you to something somewhere. But I just in this bracket, I don't know if they're going to be able to figure that out that early. So I lean Lansing first, at least second, and then Plainview. Plainview, like staff, kind of bringing up the rear. Kyle, what do you think? Yeah, I think I think you guys are going to beat each other up in uh, group play. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and it's going to come down to those out of conference games. Uh, I really like your schedule overall um, for Flagstaff. Um, I think I think your schedule sets up nicely. Obviously, there's some high-ranked teams with um, St. Paul and Rockford, but St. Paul didn't have a great year last year. Yep. So they'll still be bringing in a new class. And Rockford lost their two big men. Yep. And that's going to be really hard to figure out. They didn't bring in an amazing class. Um, they did bring in some size. Keegan Ward looks <laughs> – he looks big. 17 points, 9.3 rebounds, um, and pretty efficient shooting. So he could be good, but they're still going to – I mean, yeah, we'll see. Zachary Mad- Medea could could be a decent um, – or Wesley Butts could be a decent power forward, but um, we'll see how they do. So uh, I think it's going to really come down – and that game's – and that game's your uh, third – or your uh, – what is it? Game – out-of-conference game two. So maybe they'll yeah. get things figured out by then. Yeah. Um, I think Lansing's probably the most talented team, but he hasn't done a great job at figuring out his team. And um, – recent years or he hasn't been able to put his talent together as well as he can. I think it's wide open. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the defending NTT 
and defending lesser NTT champs. <laughs> I, I do appreciate the, the L. <laughs> the <laughs> LNTT. Um, that's funny. Um, yeah, I think you guys made a, uh, some really, really great points. Um, I think what might be an issue for both Duluth and Lansing is that they're going to be re- like freshman heavy reliant, right? Um, I mean, almost the same for you guys yep. a little bit, Taylor, in graduating yep. two seniors, honestly. But I think that sort of what you have said, though, is that you're maybe more willing to move some of those upperclassmen into spots. Um, but I do think freshmen typically struggle earlier in the season and then um, sort of get it together as the season goes. Um, or at least that's been my experience. I still think it's up to Lansing and Duluth. Um, and I just think that, oh, man, I was going to pick Lansing, but then I remember that they're also uh, like freshman reliant. And so I, I was really high on Duluth's, um, sort of starting five yep. potential. Uh, and I, I, I am of the opinion that if he starts bowls, uh, he wins this group. Mm-hmm. So I think it's along with Miller. Yeah. So yeah, it's fun though. Three, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. three different great groups. Um, and nothing against Plainview. I just, again, I think and it shows the strength of this down. group. So, you know, you don't get the, you don't get, right. I mean, you get some cakewalks in the first round in the NTT, but not here, <laughs> not here at all. Right. That's right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. Great. Well, that wraps up the savage group, which truly mm-hmm. is savage. Um, and so thanks again, coach uh, Tal for, for joining us, Taylor. Uh, do you prefer tall? I, or I tall? say tall, but that's, yep. Yeah, maybe you that's my, tall. my Southern accent. Okay. Coming out there, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. From Where Raleigh, are you North from? Carolina. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So tall. I, that's just so hard to say. And I'm from a, I'm from central Illinois and we kind of have a Southern yeah. accent yeah, sometimes too. I was but, telling coach V, uh, uh earlier it's 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 the guy it's for the greek alphabet letter t so that's ah uh, yeah. yep yep that makes sense i was like man does his last <laughs> name begin with a u um but that you, makes more sense real quick uh, question Tom. um do you you like uh carolina style bar- barbecue i do I, i'm a vinegar based guy yeah 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 that's yep. that's the uh carolina mm. way right it is so, they'll, what, they'll, what, they'll, they'll get in a fight down here What's the famous <laughs> Red Bridges? Pretty close to you. It's not too far. Well, Shelby's closer to Charlotte, I believe. Um, okay, probably like an hour and a half. Okay, that's the one I've heard. Is like that, that's what I've heard at least. I don't there, know. There's a lot. See, the best part about down here is you know you go through a small town. Somebody's got a, a good barbecue place. That's the best part about traveling if you're on the road. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> I'm so hungry. I love some good barbecue. I didn't eat lunch because I'm not feeling well, and now I'm all of a sudden like, "Oh my, I need some, I need some black dog, <laughs> Kyle." Yeah. What? What is there a famous place in Raleigh or not really? Uh, there's a place called the Pit. It's it's pretty the good. Pit? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, exactly. Feels fitting. Yeah. Nice. 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 All right. Good stuff. Well, thanks again, Coach, for joining us. Hope we can have you on uh, some future podcasts and maybe even. We'll uh, be debriefing your your uh, two championships uh, in a row. One can hope. Uh, in in a couple months. Cool. So good stuff, guys. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, we'll be back with you uh, shortly.